Good morning, and welcome to the radio broadcasts of the Brinesburg Missionary Baptist Church.
If you'll be seated, please. Good morning, Brinesburg. It truly is good to be here today. I'm glad we were able to dig out and uh, all finally be able to be together. I know some folks have been quarantined for a while and all of us have been uh, kind of locked in our houses because of this weather. And so we truly are glad to be with one another and to be able to worship together our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. For those of you that are joining us by television and through Facebook Live, we're so glad that you've joined us this morning. I'm Brother Brad Walker. I'm the pastor here at Brownsburg Baptist Church. And for those of you who are joining us through Facebook Live, we sure would love to hear from you, especially if this is your first opportunity uh, to join us in worship. You can just kind of give us a note. We've got folks that would love to uh, commu communicate back with you, but so glad that you've joined us today. And if this is your first opportunity to be with us here in person, uh, we'd love for you to fill out one of the cards that's there in front of you in the pew and then put that in the offering plate as you leave out in the foyer this morning. And again, we have several different opportunities for you to be able to give today. Uh, we've certainly got the offering plate in the back as you're leaving today. Also, you can give online at uh, brinesburgbaptist.org, and then you can give on the give button up at the top right-hand corner. So a lot of opportunities today. I do have one card of thanks from the Edmonds family in the homegoing of uh, Michelle's mom. It says, thank you so much for all of your kind words, your thoughts, and prayers. I can't express how much they were appreciated. Love the Edmonds family, and we continue to pray uh, for their family today. Uh, this morning, I do want to make known to you that this is the beginning of our 40 days leading up to Easter, and, uh, and we're going to be focusing on personal evangelism in a campaign we're calling the Gospel to Every Home. And we, along with our sister churches throughout the Kentucky Baptist Convention, have a goal in 2021 of reaching every home in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And for us, as Brinesburg Baptist Church, that is 1,500 homes right here in our church field. So that's a lot of folks that we want to reach. Hopefully, we're going to reach even more than that. And uh, hopefully, we're going to have the opportunity to reach a lot of those folks with much more than just one gospel touch. But we want to have at least one gospel touch with each home throughout the Commonwealth here in the next calendar year. And one of the ways that we want you to be prepared for that is through having one of these prayer guides. They are uh, provided to us through the Kentucky Baptist Convention, and we want you to grab these and we want you to use these. It's a wonderful way for, on a daily basis, for you to just have a very short devotional time in the area of personal evangelism and just allowing the Lord to pour more into you so that you'll be able to pour more into the lives of the folks around you. And so grab one of these. I know those of you who got here during the Sunday school time, most of you had one handed to you. I'm not sure if they got handed out as people were coming in all together there during the 11 o'clock time. But if you didn't get one, make sure that you grab one before you leave because we're going to be focusing on this over the next six weeks and we want you to know where we're at and know what we're focused on. We had a wonderful Sunday 
Sunday school time this morning as we begin uh, this emphasis, and we'll be talking about it throughout our Sunday morning worship times over the next six weeks as well. Um, hope that you've had an opportunity to look through your bulletin today. Uh, we have several different things going on. Uh, first of all, uh, those of you who uh, plan on your children, uh, grandchildren, whoever it is that you've been bringing with you uh, that, that's in elementary school, uh, third through fifth grade, who would like to go to camp with us this summer, uh, we'd love for them to be able to sign up, and that'll be happening right after the service this morning. And uh, so please do uh, make sure that you're at that meeting. It'll be very brief, just kind of need to get names and an idea so that we can be able to put those deposits in with crossings in the next couple of weeks. Um, again, uh, we have Disciple Now coming up in March. If you've got any more questions about that, it's going to be in Paducah, March the 12th to the 14th. You can talk uh, with Patrick, and he'll love to give you more information for your middle school or high school student. Um, and again, we're also taking up our candy for our Easter celebration for our children. that will be coming up on April the 3rd. And so if you'd like to begin bringing that in, uh, we would appreciate it. So a lot going on. Uh, make sure that you read your bullets and certainly do have... Um, a lot of folks on our prayer list this week. We've got some folks that have gone through surgery and are uh, rehabbing right now. I want to pray for them. We've got several folks that are uh, continuing to go through our, uh, their cancer treatments right now. And uh, we want to pray for those families as well. And uh, certainly those who are still being impacted by the COVID-19. Uh, it seems like every week there's somebody who can't be with us because of quarantine of one type or another. And so certainly want us to continue to pray for those needs today. But most importantly, we're focused on praying for the lost, uh, praying for those in our circle of influence who we can share the gospel with, but also just our community in general. Uh, that those the Lord gives us an opportunity to talk to, uh, whether we know them uh, as a close friend or family member, or whether they just be somebody we see occasionally in the community. Let's make sure that we are part of taking the gospel to each and every one of them. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, and we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to come and to lift up our hearts and our voices in praise. We thank you for the blessing of prayer, that we can come before you and we know that you hear us. Lord, for the blessing of your word that we can hear from you. And Lord, that we, we know that uh, your word is powerful and Lord, it, it can encourage us and it can equip us, it can correct us. Uh, but most importantly, it get, gives us the opportunity to know you personally because it tells us the gospel message. And so this morning, Lord, as we continue to worship, as we study your word, stir our hearts. Lord, I know there are folks here who have come with a variety of different needs. And Lord, I know that your word is sufficient to meet each and every one. And so, Lord, today, as we spend this time with you, help us to know that we have truly met with Jesus today. For to Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, sing that with me. People need the Lord at the end of broken dreams. He's the open door. People need the Lord. People need the sing that again together remind us that's the so true people need the lord people need the lord 
We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around. The Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Bear the news to every land. Climb the steeps across the waves. Onward tis our Lord's command. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Wrapped it on the rolling tide. Cause Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Tell to sin as far and wide. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing ye islands of the sea. Echo back ye ocean caves. Ursha keeper jubilee. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing above the battle strife. Cause Jesus saves, Jesus saves. By his death and endless life. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing it softly through the gloom. When the heart for mercy craves, sing and triumph for the tomb. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Give the winds a mighty voice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Shout salvation full and free, highest hills and deepest caves. This our song of victory. What is that song? Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Amen. Thank you. Be seated. Hold it all together, everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control, there's freedom and surrender, lay it down and let it go. So when you're on your knees and answers seem so far away, you're not alone. Stop holding on and just be held. Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. I'm on the throne. Stop holding on and just be held. Just be held. Just be held. If your eyes are on the storm, you wonder if I love you still. But if your eyes are on the cross, you know I always have and I always will. And not a fear is wasted. In time you'll understand. I'm painting beauty with the ashes. Your life is in my hands. So when you're on your knees and answers seem so far away, you're not alone. Stop holding on and just be held. Your world's not falling apart, 
it's falling into place. I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be held. Just be held. Just be held. Lift your hands, lift your eyes. In the storm is where you'll find me. Where you are, I'll hold your heart. I'll hold your heart. Come to me, find your rest in the arms of a God who won't let go. So when you're on your knees, an answer seems so far away. You're not alone, stop holding on and just be held. Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be held. Just be held. Just be
it's true I can give to you a life forever I don't know what I could have done to deserve my God's own son you fight my battle Today you'll be listening to the message preached by our pastor, Brother Brad Walker, during our Sunday morning worship service. May God bless you as you listen to his message. Patrick and Hannah, appreciate that special music this morning. And uh, a lot of us need to hear that. Just to be held by the Lord, trusting Him to do what only He can do in and through our lives. And this morning, if you will, turn with me to Psalm, Psalm 126. And again, before you leave today, make sure you grab one of these. We have got more than enough uh, for you to make sure you've got one. Teenagers, kids, if you uh, would like to go through this as well, it's very easy. It's going to be a quick uh, time each day. It's not something that's going to take a, a whole long time. A period of time, but something I feel like is going to be a blessing to you. So grab this 40-day prayer guide and uh, go with it through, uh, through the next uh, 40 days and watch how God uses that. And uh, I know that that'll be a blessing to you as we move through uh, the next six weeks. Again, uh, we're going to start a six-week series today in the area of personal evangelism. We'll be moving our study of the book of Revelation to Sunday nights, so uh, we'll be carrying on just like we had on Sunday mornings, but carrying that into our Sunday night services. Uh, But on our Sunday morning times together through the next six weeks, we're going to be focusing on reaching the taking the gospel and reaching every home in, in our 
neighborhood uh, right here in our church field uh, with the gospel. And doing that as many times as possible, planting as many seeds as possible. And that's really what we're going to be focusing on today, that area of planting seed and, and, and how do we reach the community that the Lord's placed us in? What is the cure for the sin sickness around about us? And we see that here in Psalm 126. We see the cure for indifference. And so as you're turning there to Psalm 126, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and I thank you for the opportunity to focus on this area of personal evangelism, of, of us taking the gospel to those the closest to us, but also to those throughout our community. Lord, help us to, to never just see missions as something that is over there in another place in a far-off region. But Lord, I say, help us to recognize that missions is right where we're at. It, it's, it's ministry and missions. It's, it's reaching the people who have not yet been reached who are maybe just within a stone's throw of our house or our church, uh, but, Lord, making sure that they have the gospel taken to them as well. Lord, I recognize that this morning there are many within our, our, our church family who, uh, who have not maybe taken the gospel to the person closest to them. And I pray that you might uh, stir their heart today uh, to begin that process, but then also that we would begin to have a burden for those who are even just within our neighborhood. Lord, maybe there's somebody here today who doesn't yet know you as Savior and as Lord. If that be the case, I pray that as we speak about the gospel, as we speak out the power of the gospel, they would understand that as well, and they begin to be convicted of sin, and they would understand their great need to come into a relationship with you. I pray that today might be a day of salvation for many. Lord, I know that I am a very weak vessel. I pray that you might hide me behind the cross, that only you'd be seen, and only you'd be heard. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In life, we recognize that oftentimes there's, there's one of two things going on. There is either growth or there's sickness. There's incline or there is decline. There is winning or there is losing. There's life or there's death. And in each of those pairings, I think that most of us know which side we'd desire to be on. We'd prefer to be on. And... Think about it this way. When it comes to living organisms, living organisms are doing one of two things. They are either healthy and growing, or they are sick and ultimately dying. Organizations are the same way. Those organizations that, that are excited about the future and, and who are motivated, they see great growth. While those that are focused on the past and are depressed that things aren't exactly as they used to be will see decline and possibly closure. Even in sports we see this. Teams with passionate coaches and, and passionate fan bases, they will see more success. They'll see greater results. They'll see wins on the court and, and on the field. Whereas teams with complacent coaches and passionless fan bases will see decline and losses on the court and on the field. Well, Brinesburg, the same is true of churches. There are two types of churches. There are churches that are on the incline, who are growing and who are reaching new people in their communities and who are doing exciting things for the cause of Christ. And we need to study them and we need to learn from them. 
But then there's also churches that are on the decline. Churches that are sick and sadly many churches that are dying. And we need to pray and we need to encourage those churches. This morning we're going to look at Psalm 126. Psalm 126 describes a return of the remnant of God's people to the homeland after a time of captivity in Babylon. And now they are returning back to their homeland. And we'll be in Psalm 126. And please stand with me in in honor of the reading of God's word. As the psalmist says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaths with him. You may be seated. Psalm 126. So what is happening here? What is happening to the nation of Israel? Why are they returning to what seems like such a depressing situation? Well, when they were first taken into captivity, they left a land of bloom and blessing, and now we see them returning only to find a land of bleakness and brokenness. You see, Brinesburg, Sin and complacency always carry a very heavy price. And unfortunately, what was true here in the homeland of Israel is also true of many churches, especially here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky today. Now, not all Kentucky Baptist churches are in a state of decline, but our latest research has found that 65 to 75% of our churches are at that place. Where there was once blooms, there is now bleakness. Where there was once blessing, there is now brokenness. And for the past year, we here at Brownsburg Baptist Church have been focused on uh, the pandemic like so many others. Uh, There has been a lot going on uh, that has caused us to to, to have uh, starts and stops and quarantines and, and difficulties of many kinds. We've turned our lives upside down trying to stop the spread of this dreaded disease. And so because of that, we have been willing to wear masks everywhere we go. Some people have even been willing to wear multiple masks to, to try to stay away from this virus. We have shut down our economy at a national and at a state and at a local level to try to stop the advance of this deadly pandemic. We have shut down our schools. We've shut the doors at least. And for a time, we have asked the teachers and the students to try to do learning in a very different way through computers and through Zoom and through uh, Microsoft Teams and and all kinds of other uh, networks that we've tried to do class, and it's just not the same. We even had to do virtual worship services here at church for a while when the numbers were going high. And all of us, in an effort 
to try and stop the spread of a physical sickness. But really, more than just trying to stop the spread of a physical sickness, we did those things, we went to those radical extremes to try to avoid the death of our most vulnerable citizens. And so we were willing to do some very difficult things because we didn't want to see our loved ones die from this dreaded disease. Churches in decline, again, in the state of Kentucky, amount to 65 to 75 percent of all Kentucky Baptist churches, which is no less than a pandemic in itself. And so what are we willing to do? What are we willing to do here? What are we willing to do to stop this spiritual sickness? A spiritual sickness that if, if not addressed will eventually lead to spiritual death. The spiritual death for many of us, of our family members and of our friends and of our neighbors. What extremes are we willing to go to? What are we willing to do? And so the question arises, as it did with COVID-19, you know, when are we going to get a vaccine? And what will that vaccine be? Here, is there a vaccine for what we're experiencing? And the good news is, is there is an answer to that, and the answer is yes. There is a vaccine, and it's actually laid out for us here in Psalm 126. Here's the vaccine based on this text. First of all, churches need to rely on the Holy Spirit. Churches need to continually rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to prepare hearts. There in verse 4, it speaks of, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. The farmer placed absolute dependence on these streams in the south or, or the floods in the desert south of Judah. He was completely dependent on the rains reappearing after the dry season. And he couldn't make it happen. As much as the farmer would like to, he could not make it rain. He could not make the spring floods come. All he could do was trust the Lord there. The point of the comparison here the point of the, of the psalmist's comparison is joy at the reappearing of what has been so painfully missed. And so in our own strength and in our own will, no one will be saved because salvation is a work of the Holy Spirit. And if we think that a new program, if we think that, that a new method will do the trick, Brownsburg, we're sadly mistaken. We must continually, fully, Lean on the power of the Holy Spirit to prepare hearts. So often I'll hear young Christians, and many times I'll hear Christians who have, have known the Lord for, for decades perhaps even. They express to me this fear when it comes to personal evangelism, when it comes to sharing the gospel, when it comes to talking to somebody about Jesus. They, they express a fear of failure in the area of personal evangelism. They see themselves as unqualified to save someone. Well, listen to me. They are unqualified. And you are unqualified. You cannot save a single individual. You know why? Because God never called us to save anybody. God never called us to save a single soul. He simply commanded us to sow the seed and to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work that only He can do. He called us to faithfully sow seed. Can you do that? Absolutely. You can sow seed. 
The farmer sows seed. He can't make it grow. The farmer can't, can't make the seed germinate and grow as much as he might want to. He can't make that happen. However, he can faithfully sow the seed. And then he can allow the spring rains to come and do the work that only they can do. So church, you've been called to trust the Lord. Do, do what he's called you to do and then trust the Holy Spirit to come and do the work that only he can do. But secondly, churches need to fall on their knees. Churches need to fall on their knees and ask God to break their hearts for the homes within their zip code, within this, this community, within the area that the Lord has blessed us to call home. We need to fall on our knees. Look at verse 5. He says, those who sow in tears. The psalmist looks at the fields and sadly he sees no life in those fields. And when there is no life, there is no harvest. And where there is no harvest, there is no joy. Luke chapter 15 verse 7 says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over the ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. In other words, you know, as Southern Baptists, we, we can pat each other on the back about having right doctrine, and we do, and about having right practices, and we do. As Baptists, we've got that. We've got that down pat. Not every denomination can say that, but we do. We have right doctrine and we have right practices. However, if our self-righteousness keeps us from sharing the gospel, then something is dreadfully wrong. If our our belief that we've got it so right that, that, that we can just settle down and we can sit in the pew and we don't have to do anything else, we got it dreadfully wrong. And so the question comes this morning, when is the last time When's the last time, listen to me, that you were so broken over the lostness of a loved one or over your neighbors that you were willing to actually get up and do something about it, to get up and go and share the gospel with them, to get up and and, and go and and invite somebody to church? You know what? We, we We can brag about how we've got right doctrine and right practices as Baptists, but The problem is 65 to 75% of our churches are declining and dying. What does that mean? We are not sharing the gospel. We don't care enough to get up and to go and share with our neighbor. We don't care enough to get up and go and share with our friend. We don't care enough to go and share with our family members. That's a problem. We need to be on our knees crying out to the Lord that he might give us opportunities to share. Life in the church body begins with brokenness because brokenness in Scripture always leads to blessing. The great evangelist of our generation, Junior Hill, I hope you all have gotten to hear Junior Hill. I've had the opportunity several times to get to hear Junior Hill preach. He's not able to travel like he used to uh, because of, of his health right now. But Junior Hill once said, no humblings, no hallelujahs, no repenting, no rejoicing, no crying, no crowning. Churches need to ask God to break their hearts for the people living on their church fields. We as a church family need to ask that the Lord might once again break our hearts for the lostness around us. We need to ask the question, why are we okay with the fact that We've got neighbors in the neighborhood behind us and on the sides of us and in front of us, many of who 
probably have never heard any of us come to their door and share the gospel with them. Why are we okay with that? Why, has, why have we gone so long without having a gospel touch at, at their front door? That's the question. So we started the process last year with who's your one. And the idea there being that if you are not broken over the closest person to you who is lost, then you're never going to be broken over the community around you, which is lost. And so we ask you to pray for one, for one person that you could share the gospel with. And, and many of you did that. Many of you took that challenge and many of you went. And, and listen, I know many of you shared the gospel and, and your loved one, your friend, your neighbor didn't come to know Jesus. Listen, you did what the Lord asked you to do. And hopefully you're continuing to do that. You're continuing to, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But you were faithful. You, you sowed the seed and that's what you've been asked to do. The question is, is why did some of us not do that? Why does some of us not care enough to even share with our one? That's got to change. We've got to share with our one. Because if we're not sharing with our one, we're not going to share with the community. But if you did, if you, if you took that challenge and, and you shared with your one, then the natural next step is to develop that burden for the lost in our community. You, bur- you have a burden for your one who is close to you who's lost. Now we have a burden for others. The Lord is calling us to develop a burden for the entirety of 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 the community around about us. If you are broken about the closest person living without Christ to you and dying with no hope of heaven, shouldn't we have a broken heart for all those around us who are lost without Jesus and headed to a devil's hell? You know, if Jesus really, 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 really is as good as the Bible says that he is, and he is, amen, And if hell is really as horrific as the Bible says that it is, and church it is, then how could we not introduce folks in our community to the Jesus, the Savior, who can save their soul and who can rescue them from the place that the Bible calls hell? If it truly is that he is as good as he says he is, and if it truly is that hell is as horrific as the Bible says it is, how are we not sharing? And I think it comes down to the, pl- the place of practically we do not believe what we say we believe. Because I guarantee you, if your child or your grandchild was headed into the road with an oncoming semi, you're going to do something about it. You're going to do whatever it takes. You will sacrifice yourself to get your child or your grandchild out of that situation. Spiritually speaking, there's something much worse than a semi coming. What are we doing about it? Where are our tears for the lost in our community? Thirdly, churches need to give attention to the scattering of seed. Churches need to give attention to the scattering of seed. In in verse 6, the first part of that verse, he that goeth forth, he that goeth forth, he that goeth. There is a repetition being spoken of here. We are not called to simply go and to cast out the seed once and then feel like that we have checked off our box in the area of personal evangelism for the rest of our life. Glad I got that over with in March of 2021. 
I went and I did my part. I went one afternoon and I, I took those, those distribution bags to some houses. Whew, I've done what the Lord has asked me to do. No, that's not the point here. Again, what we are striving for over the next six weeks is not to have a successful 40-day, six-week program. It's not even to have a successful 2021 focus on the gospel to every home. That's not the point. That's not the point for any of our sister churches throughout the state of Kentucky. That's not why we were doing this. But rather, the point here is that we might begin to have a lifestyle of personal evangelism. That it might well up within us that on a daily basis, we are a people who are taking the gospel as we are going. And so it looks like this. As you are raising your family, you are sharing the gospel. As you are working at your job or in your career, you are sharing the gospel. As you are completing your education for our young people, maybe for our older people too if you've gone back to school, but as you're doing that, sharing the gospel. That as you're hanging out with your friends, whatever it is that you're doing extracurricular-wise, Maybe you're out in the field hunting or fishing on the lake or sports with your kids or grandkids, whatever it may be. You're developing relationships, and in those relationships, people know you love Jesus and you're sharing the gospel. And as you're living in your neighborhood, wouldn't it be radical if we learned our neighbors' names and we began to pray for our neighbors? And we've given you some opportunities, and we'll talk about that more, to know who your neighbors are and to begin to pray for them. But if we cared about them to the place where you really saw your neighbors, you didn't just, hey, how you doing? But you learned who they were to the place where you cared about them. And especially those that you learned are lost, that you found ways to share the gospel with them. You found ways to invite them to church. You found ways to share and spread and cast out that gospel seed. Look with me again at verse 6. He that goeth forth... And weepeth, bearing precious seed. He that goeth forth and weeping, bearing precious seed. Notice that word goes. You can't spell God without go. You can't spell gospel without go. There's something about those two letters, G-O, that he wants us to remember. Remember, the seed here is the word of God. And the seed is always good seed. There's nothing wrong with the seed in the parable of the soils. And there's different types of soil. Some of the soil is stony and some of it has weeds and some of it is, is rocky and some of it is good soil. The seed that is being planted is all good seed. There's nothing wrong with the seed. There's something wrong with the soil. And so the seed that we're casting, the gospel seed, is good seed. And in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, he says, Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. It's good seed. 1 Peter 1.23 being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And so the seed that you're taking, it's good seed. And if you will cast out that seed, listen to me, church, if you will cast out that seed, it is guaranteed that there will come a plenteous harvest. There will come a great harvest, 30, 50, 100 timefold, a miraculous harvest. But you've got to cast the seed. You've got to be obedient. And so there is a casting of seed, of good seed. The key word 
The key to reversing decline is the repeated weeping and sowing of the seed of God's word. Listen, church. The vaccine for the decline in our churches is not rocket science. The vaccine is very clear. It's very easy to understand. And yet, many a church family fails to inject it into the bloodstream of the church. Why? For the same reason that people aren't willing to get the vaccine that is available to get rid of this dreaded COVID-19. Fear. Fear of one type or another. Many may fear that the church will, once in once embracing the, the, the new people who are coming in, the, the gospel bringing these new people in, that these new people will cause changes in the church. Well, duh, of course they're going to bring changes. Anytime you get new people in any organization, listen, how many of you have ever brought somebody new into your family? Yeah, all of us that have children, yeah, that's happened. Okay, so... I have three amazing kids, okay? Just ask me and I'll tell you. I've got three amazing kids. And with the birth of every single last one of them, they turned our family upside down, okay? Nothing was ever the same. And all of you who have, have had kids, if you, even if you've had one, one kid turns everything upside down, amen? Nothing is the same after you bring a baby, a child into your home. You bring two in, and whoo, you think that's bad. Bring three in, and they, 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 they outnumber you, okay? And they can team up. So with each of my children came a major change in my family dynamic. And why? Here is a newsflash. Children require a great amount of time, energy, and attention. If you're not ready for that, you don't need to have kids, okay? Because they do. When you bring a new child into your home, it means that you're going to have to spend a great amount of time with them. You're going to have to invest a lot of energy and attention into them, okay? And also, with, with bringing a child into your family, you never knew that you could love someone or weep over them and, and, and worry over them so much. Something changes once you have a, have a, a child. You, you so, care so deeply about them that there will be weeping. You will, you'll weep when they hurt, and yet those children will be the best part of your life. The best part. They're the greatest blessing. My kids are the greatest blessing. I praise the Lord for them every day. I can't imagine my world without my three amazing kids. But each and every one of them, yeah, they change things. New believers. New members in the church will cause changes. Okay? They just will. They'll make the whole church look different. They will require a great amount of time and energy and attention as we disciple them to know Christ and to become disciple makers themselves. And we will weep over them as we pray for their, their salvation of the lost in our community, as we plead for them to come to Christ. We, there will be weeping. It's not going to be an easy task. And yet, when they become part of the family, we won't be able to remember what life was like before they came. And they will bring great joy into the life of the Lord's church. If a church family injects this vaccine 
of trusting and weeping and sowing, they will risk having a, if we reject this, this simple vaccine, they will risk having a church with no immunity to decline, and that will eventually lead to death. The vaccine's available, but there are we some who will reject it out of fear. But hallelujah, the psalmist has developed the vaccine, and it is so simple. Trusting and sowing and weeping. He also says to go bearing this precious seed of God's word. He says it will fill the church with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The psalmist says that the, the weeping sower of the seed, that he will surely come back with shouts of joy. He says there in verse 6. Surely means the sower of the seed will not return broken or barren, but he will return with shouts of rejoicing. He says going. If you're going and you're weeping and sowing, it will lead to a return. And that return will be a return of rejoicing and weeping. And I love the word surely because the word surely means you can take it to the bank. It's as good as done. As I tell you week after week, we serve a promise-keeping God. You can take him at his word. And here he has said, surely it will take place. We, along with our sister churches here in the Kentucky Baptist Convention, dream of a time of rejoicing and reaping within our commonwealth. And this is the reason that we are challenging each of you to take the gospel to every home within our church field here. For us, we're going to be doing this in the next two months, in the next six weeks. We're going to be taking on this challenge together. And I want you to think about this. Think about the blessing of taking the gospel to every home in Marshall County. We've got 1,500 of those homes. Our, our sister churches here uh, in, in our association have many of those other communities, but we've got 1,500 homes. It is going to be awesome, and we're going to be putting up maps of, of the areas that we're going to be going to, and I want you to come, and I want you to be in prayer for those areas. Some of you guys live in those areas, and hopefully you've already been in prayer for your, for your area of the community, but we're going to have the opportunity to take the gospel to all of those areas. Think about the partnership with our sister churches throughout the entire Commonwealth of Kentucky. Imagine us reaching every home with the gospel, at least one touch, hopefully many more than that, but at least one t- gospel touch here in 2021 where no, no home, no individual can say, well, that church has never come to my door. The, the Baptist church has never cared enough to, to bring the gospel to me. That will no longer be able to be said of homes within the Commonwealth of Kentucky. It is God's vaccine. It's God's vaccine for the pandemic of decline within our churches, of trusting, of weeping, and of sowing. Will you join us? Will you join us not just in the next six weeks and not just in 2021, but will you join us in this journey of reaching our community for Jesus? And I love the last part of verse 6. Bring his sheaves with him. You all know that that. Great hymn, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. I used to think that was bringing in the sheets, and I didn't know why we were talking about the laundry. (laughs) But it's so much greater than that. It's that harvest that we have been weeping and praying for. It's that harvest that we have been asking the Lord to bring. And suddenly he brings it in in abundance 
Wouldn't you love it if we had to build because we couldn't fit them in here? That's the dream. That's God's desire for our church, is that we would have to do some radical things because he would bring such a harvest. Let it be so. Maybe you're lost this morning and you need Jesus. If that's you today, come. He is great and he loves you and he wants you to know him. Repent of sin, come. You've got questions, we've got the answer. His name is Jesus. Today, how does the Lord want you to respond in the area of personal evangelism? Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you do have the cure for indifference within the church. You have the cure for decline within the church. Lord, and that cure is very simple. It's for us to trust you. It's for us to be upon our knees weeping over the lost around us. And it's for us to do something about it by going and taking the gospel, scattering the gospel seed as we are going. Lord, help us to be about that. Lord, I know I've got friends today who are lost. They're sitting right here. Maybe some of them are watching on television and Facebook Live. Lord, help them to reach out. If they're watching on TV or on Facebook Live, Lord, they can call. The ones on Facebook Live can can send us a message. But Lord, help them to know they can reach out to us. Lord, for those who are here today, and and maybe it's a young person, maybe it's a middle-aged person, maybe it's an older person, and today they know they don't have that relationship with you, help them to come. Lord, but for many of us, we just need to be on our knees. This process of weeping, this process of of pleading with you for the souls within our our community has got to start today. And many of us need to be at this altar this morning. Lord, thank you for the work that you're going to do in our lives starting today and moving forward. For your name's sake, Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today from Bryansburg Missionary Baptist Church. If you need spiritual help with your relationship with the Lord, please call 270-527-3757. Also, we would like to invite you to attend our services. On Sunday morning, Sunday school begins at 10 a.m. and our worship service is at 11 a.m. On Sunday evening, discipleship training begins at 5 p.m. with our worship service at 6 p.m. You may also view our Sunday worship services live on Mediacom Inspiration Channel 93. On Wednesday night, our worship service begins at 7 p.m. Once again, thanks for listening, and may God bless you and your family.